What up, my bitches? Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? How are you this this fine cold evening? Because it's cold now. Uh, doing all right. No, no rage gaming. Uh, nah. Um, uh, doing all right. I'm feeling a little uh meh this week. Yeah. I know a couple people uh, last week have had the flu and some stuff, so uh... I've mildly. I swear to God, if you're infected, busted, I'm punching you. No. Um, I, I just like today, I've just felt a little bit. And last night, it wasn't on the day I busted, no. Um, That's fine. No, That's no, no, no. I've seen them next week. I don't want them being ill. No, no one will be ill. I think the flu is passing for anyone who's had the flu. That's I fun. think it's passed on. Hopefully. Right. So I did two weeks in a row, so it's your week now. Yeah, you did uh, two weeks in a row. It's more like one topic, but two weeks. So it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a two-parter. Sorry, I'm just looking... I didn't actually look at images of the person and the case that I'm covering today, so I'm just looking at images now. Um. Oh, okay, there's a... Do they look like a wrong gun? Uh, oh, wow, I didn't actually manage to see the images of the victims. Wow. Um, no. They don't. Uh, well. Oh, okay. oh. Well, no, actually. Nah, because there's, the, there's a photo there of the, the person. Happy Smiley. Happy Smiley. Just because Happy Smiley don't mean they don't look like a wrong them. All the Jeffrey Epstein's pictures, he's smiling. Yeah, I wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't have said this guy looked like, like a wrong one. Oh, or someone who would have done... Something of that. Okay. This. I I don't think you're gonna know this one. Well, you might do. Okay. Um. It's well, the case we're covering. Uh, it's under two titles because you can talk. We can call it after the person or what I found it under is uh, we're gonna cover the Washington Navy Yard shooting, or if we go by the perpetrator's name, Aaron. Um. Alexis. Okay, no, I do not know this. There's so many. There's so many shootings. Well, when you mention America, yes, and this is an American one. Um, yeah, but no, this I, I see, one. I see what you mean by the smiley picture. He does not look like. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, he does not know. Oh. No, there's even a more smilier one down there in the in the CBS News one. Uh, if you scroll down. Um, but yeah, the reason I decided to choose this one because um, according to my research, uh, the Washington uh, Navy Yard shooting is the deadliest mass shooting in Washington, D.C. history, as well as the second deadliest mass murder on a U.S. military base. So it's the deadliest mass shooting that's happened in the capital of the U.S. Fuck so that's what, that's what kind of grabbed my attention. Um, hmm. But yeah, in terms of disclaimer, this one's not graphic, but it it you can kind of guess what's being talked about. Um, so shooting, um, anything that comes with shooting, you know, people get shot. 
I guess I've never said this before. Weapons. I don't know if that will trigger people. Um, but yeah, there's no blood, there's no goriness or anything like that. It's just more or less people getting shot, people in involved in a shooting, etc., etc. Um, maybe more. Well, it doesn't it doesn't graphically say too much at all, to be fair. So I think we're okay, okay. in that sense. Um, just making sure. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any graphics, so, um, yeah, this is one where, um, looking at images might help as well, because CCTV, uh, plays a kind of role in this, because you can see some of the CCTV, maybe you can find it online, but you can get images of, uh, the stuff happening, and a video as well, apparently, I actually can, is this... Hang on. Oh yeah, you can actually the CCTV footage. Yes. Oh god, CCTV footage after that shows this kind of shit. Like. Yeah, the CCTV. I'm watching it now. It's always creepy. I don't like. It's always it's always eerie as hell. Yeah, so you can get some of the CCTV footage, and you can actually see all the weapon and because this one. Well, I'll explain it. Um. This is a recent-ish case. So, the Washington Navy Yard shooting, um, as we'll just refer, we'll call the case that, and obviously we're going to talk about Iron Alexis, um, was a shooting that happened on the Navy Sea Building 197, uh, Washington Navy Yard in Washington, D.C., USA. And it happened on the uh, September 16th, 2013. So, um... 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. O almost, yeah. Actually, it is, yeah. September 16th. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's been 10 years then. Yeah, so the uh, around 8.16 to 9.25 a.m. EDT. Uh, the attack type is a mass murder, mass shooting, and shootout. Um, the perpetrator is Aaron Alexis, and yes, um, I will explain the weapons and everything, but as like I said... Um, it is the deadliest mass shooting in Washington, D.C., which is the capital of the U.S., uh, in, and uh, as well as the second deadliest mass murder on a U.S. military base behind the 2009 Fort Hood shooting. So, in terms of Aaron Alexis, our perpetrator, he was born on May 9th, 1979. He's born on May the 9th, so I share a birthday with him, sadly. Ah. Me and you have had it multiple times on this podcast where our birthdays have been the same date or something fucking horrific. Uh, yeah, I was just typing it out and I was like, oh, May 9th. I was like, oh, shit. Because May 9th is my birthday and I was like, why did I have to share a birthday with this cunt? Fuck's sake. Uh, he was born in Queens, which is a borough of New York City. And um, uh, his occupations, he was a civilian contractor and a U.S. Navy sailor. Um, yeah, so uh, Alexis, as I said, was born on May the 9th, 19, uh, 1979, in the New York City borough of Queens. He grew up in Brooklyn and was a resident of Fort Worth, Texas. He joined the Navy in May of 2007 and served in Fleet Logistics Support Squadron 46 at Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base Fort Worth. So this man was in the Navy. So for him to then carry out the shooting, uh, 
absolute turn of events here. So his rating was Aviation Electrician's Mate, and he had attained the rank of Petty Officer 3rd Class when he was honorably discharged from the Navy on January the 31st, 2011. Although the Navy originally, uh, originally intended for him to receive a general discharge. According to a Navy official, Alexis was cited on at least eight occasions for misconduct. In 2010, he was arrested in Fort Worth for discharging a weapon within city limits. He was also arrested in 2004 in Seattle, Washington, in the state Washington, for malicious mischief after shooting out the tires of another man's vehicle in what he described as an anger-fueled blackout and for disorderly conduct in 2008 in DeKalb County, Georgia. None of his arrested None of his arrests led to prosecution, so there was no penalty for his actions. And professional, uh, well, in terms of professional work, basically, Alexis received a secure, a secret level security clearance in March 2008 that was valid for 10 years. Following the Navy Yard shooting, it was found that the federal... Uh, personnel report which led to the clearance's approval did not mention that his 2004 arrest had involved the firearms. Alexis said on his clearance application that he had never been charged with a felony and that he had not been arrested in the last seven years. The personnel report said that he had given these answers because the 2004 charge had been dismissed. Kind of lied a little bit mm. on that to gain this uh, secured, uh, secret level security clearance. Um, the security clearance investigation was conducted by USIS, the same uh, contractor that had vetted Edward Snowden. The Department of Justice had filed fraud charges against USIS in a whistleblower case filed as United States of America, XREL, Blake, Pierceval versus USIS. Alexis worked in Japan from September 2012 to January 2013 on the Navy Marine Corps Internet Network uh, for a HP Enterprise Service subcontracting company called The Experts. After returning from Japan, he expressed frustration to a former roommate that he had not been paid properly for the work he had performed. Another roommate said that he frequently complained about being the victim of discrimination. Uh, in July 2013, he resumed working for the experts in the United States. Alexis was working on a bachelor's degree in aeronautics from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University Worldwide. And he was also a Buddhist. Now, uh, the next part I need to talk about is mental health issues, because... Not... <sighs> he explained that he had some things wrong with himself that if you look at it this way could be maybe one of the reasons why he committed the shooting i don't know there's not really a motive but if you wanted one of the people that say well the um mental health might have been an issue but it, we'll, we'll talk about what he has or said that went on inside of him So after uh, the naval yard shooting, the media speculated that Alexis had appeared to be suffering from mental illness. The media reported that Alexis had filed a police report in Rhode Island on August 2nd, 2013. He claimed to be the victim of harassment and that he was hearing voices in his head. Oh, 
According to an FBI official after the shooting, Alexis was under the quotation marks belief that he was being controlled or influenced by extremely low frequency electromagnetic waves. A message later obtained by federal authorities from Alexis's personal computer uh, computing devices said, quotation marks, ultra low frequency attack is what I've been subject to for the last three months. And to be perfectly honest, that is what had driven me to this. On August 4th, 2013, Naval police were called to Alexis's hotel at Naval Station Newport and found that he had, quotation marks, taken apart his bed, believing someone was hiding under it, and observed that Alexis had taped a microphone to the ceiling to record the voices of people that were following him. Oh, he should have been medicated. At Very the time of the incident, he was working for the contractor at the base. Well, yes, actually. So he's more or less... Schizophrenic, I don't know. It's weird when he said ultra-low-frequency attack. I wouldn't say... I don't know if that's schizophrenic, because if this hasn't been a previous issue, normally schizophrenia, correct me, anyone, if I'm wrong, um, a lot of the times it's genetic, but also it develops a bit earlier, and other signs would have been noticeable a lot earlier on. But then for them to start after he'd been discharged from the Navy? I don't know if he developed them in the Navy. I do know um, that people who go to war and stuff do develop some mental health issues. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I'm not entirely sure what schizophrenia entails, but the fact is he said ultra-low frequency attack is what I've been subject to, whatever he's... If that's a thing, or he just making that up? Hearing, voice, um, hearing voices is a very common thing with schizophrenia. That is one thing that is known. But um, not all hearing voices symptoms are schizophrenia. Well, I mean, the uh, the whole t- well, the taking apart his bed because believing someone was hiding under it. I mean, imagine if everyone did that as a kid, when they were like, the parent comes in, why the fuck's the bed just taken apart? Well, I thought there was a monster under it, I've just ripped it apart. And then the fact is that he taped a microphone at the ceiling to record the voice of people that were following him. That's like some of that ghost hunter level shit. Um, yeah. Which is quite, 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 quite worrying if, someone, if someone's brain's telling them, you're hearing voices, you need to have a microphone on the roof, we'll record them to prove people you're not insane, kind of. That's what I feel was... Um, happening but at the time of the incident he was working for the contractor at the base and on August uh, 23rd Alexis showed up at a province Rhode Island emergency room complaining of insomnia he was uh, he was prescribed 50 milligrams of trazodone a serotonin antagonist and reptic inhibitor antidepressant Five days later, he sought treatment for insomnia in the emergency room of VA Medical Center in Washington, D.C., where he told doctors he was not depressed and was not thinking of harming others. He was given 10 more tablets of trazodone. So, that there, uh, where he told doctors he was not depressed and was not thinking of harming others, well, he does. Um... So, and diagnosed with insomnia, 
Um, potentially as well. I mean, insomnia. I wouldn't say insomnia would be a reason to do a fucking shooting. Well, insomnia has basically difficulty to get sleep. Yeah, you can't sleep. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. not being able to sleep does that affect? I don't know. You can you can go a bit. Because I know you need sleep. Yeah, yeah, you can feel very foggy. You can your memory can be fairly fucked because you're not sleeping. There's additional things that comes with it. Wouldn't say it drives you to shooting a bunch of people though. No, and I, I feel I feel for anyone who's had insomnia. Cause I've had times where I've not been able to get to sleep, but that's not been insomnia. So when it's on that more serious level, I've dealt with it for like a brief period when I first went on sertraline about three years ago. Um, one of the side effects to sertraline was insomnia. So first three weeks that's basically what it was like I just couldn't sleep like at all like if it did it'd be like an hour or two and then I'd wake up um. really early and I'd <laughs> it, it's like you had I had like this bunch of energy and I didn't know I have anything I didn't know what to do with it I wanted to sleep I knew I needed it but I, my body was like no we're not doing this we're gonna make it feel like you've got a lot of giddiness inside and you need to lay it out, but you can't. So I was like, I think once at like six in the morning, went on a two and a half hour bike ride to see if I could burn the energy and come back home and sleep because it was like a Saturday and it still didn't work. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how people deal with insomnia then. That was like three weeks until the beginning side effects wore off yeah well I, I mean, I'm just seeing a photo here and it says tips to prevent insomnia um, limit screen time before bed that does not work if you ask most people insomnia try not to eat too late that's two things I do every night well, the thing is it's like oh this is things to stop insomnia those are just things to make sure you go to sleep for a decent hour that doesn't like insomnia isn't like most people who have had or dealt with insomnia know you can do whatever the fuck you want it will do nothing like I mean I always eat and watch stuff before I go to bed and if that's a bad thing then oh well like I feel like it helps me like it doesn't really yeah like for me having something on kind of actually sends me off like if I'm watching something on my phone and my eyes start to tilt, and my hand starts yeah. to flop. My hand starts to flop. I'm like, all right, now, now it's bedtime. But like, yeah, but when you're watching videos and you just drift off, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, and your phone starts falling out of your hand. Yes. Stop mm -hmm. flicking my fucking penguin. Well, Jacob's flicking my penguin. <laughs> that that that's not a euthanism. That is, I got a plushie. That's a penguin. He doesn't like the penguin. Because yeah, I, uh, well, I constantly hug penguins. Don't, don't push my penguin. So, mental health issues slightly, but I, I think in a case like this, it's not anything major into why he did that. So there really isn't a motive. No, as of no, what I thought. The voice, the voices, I could, you could say. Uh, the voices. Uh. I mean, for people. <laughs> for people who have heard, Sorry. had like horrific voices. Um. 
the... You know the audio I was referring to, yes. Yes. The voices, dee 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 dee. Yeah, like, that, the voices I can understand, because if he was in, like, a, that kind of a state when the shooting happened, it's not... Well, we all have the voice inside our head. Well, or it, yed. Yeah, but it's not like, Actually, it's not, it's not like it's that, though. It's, it's yeah. kind of like a haunting voice, or just a vo it's like, it's like you're subconscious, but it's not. And that's basically what it is. And it can really scare people, especially when they don't know what's going on. A lot of people yeah. with schizophrenia have a medication that helps. And they know how to deal with it a bit better. For those who've never dealt with it before and they don't know what it is and they're not diagnosed and they're not on the right medication, it can be fucking terrifying, which I'm going to guess was going on with this. But the insomnia, no, that's, that's not related to it. I don't buy that at all. The voices, however, most likely. Yeah, the Rick Toffin and Stoolinger's head, maybe. But, um, prior, uh, uh, yeah, so prior to the shooting, um, well, at the time of the shooting, um, Alexis, uh, had been working for a subcontractor of Hewlett Packard, HP, um, Enterprise Services, a contract supporting a Navy Marine Corp NMCI computer network. Alexis arrived in Washington DC area or the Washington DC area on or around August 25th, 2013 and stayed at various hotels to escape the voices. At the time of the massacre, he had been staying with five other civilian contractors at the Resident Inn Hotel he booked into in southwest Washington DC since September 7th. On Saturday, September 14th, Two days before the massacre, Alexis visited the sharpshooter's small arms range in Lorton, Virginia, 15 miles, 24 kilometers, south of Washington. He tested an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle but did not seek to buy it, a um, to buy it, a lawyer from the store had said. After testing the rifle, Alexis inquired about buying a handgun at the store but was told federal law does not allow dealers to sell such guns directly to out-of-state customers. Alexis instead purchased a Remington Model 870 Express tactical 12-gauge shotgun and two boxes of shells after passing a state and federal background check. When, uh, you can see this in the security footage, um, and on that one, I, uh, that news broadcast I saw, uh, basically before the shooting, Alexis sawed off the shotgun and scratched the phrases... Better off this way, exclamation mark. My elf weapon, so elf in capitals, weapon, exclamation mark. And not what y'all say, exclamation mark. And end to the torment, exclamation mark, onto the gun's receiver. So he's carved those messages into the gun. Um, That's not don't know why. Funny. I've seen this done before. I've seen many people in video games and stuff where they've carved messages into the actual side of the gun as like their main weapon that's why they've kind of styled it but why? his face is i don't know it's fucking weird why it's a fucking gun why are you writing why are they writing on it like it's a rubber in high in school why are they like why are they writing on a gun like it's a look i think well in high school he wrote, he wrote better off this way, my elf weapon, not what y'all saying, it's the torment, but I think it's quite, um, I don't condone the use of people using guns, but like, I can understand in the sense of like, aesthetics, if you wanted to carve something, like if you did that as well on, I don't know, like a journal or something, just something like that, I understand carving or like, 
getting creative but it is a bit weird if it is on a gun but because i'm just used to it in the whole video game sense and it looks quite cool um as a skin sort of thing but in like real life um if you were like some heroic hero or you were fighting for your country and you had this sort of like but in the terms of a shooting no but you know what i mean like if someone served like the british army or whatnot and they were one of the I guess they're the most iconic British holders of this time, and they had this iconic gun where they'd carved a sweet, nice message into the side of it, so sort of thing. That's fine if you're in the army, you're doing that. Kind yeah. Of shit. Or this is a person that's doing a shooting, and it's like, what's the point in that? I'd say this man's making his gun look like a site, looking like a school science desk. Yeah, I, th I don't know what the right messages really were meant to say. To be fair. Well, yeah, he's writing edgy shit on a fucking gun, like he's in a fucking science room about to fucking mess around with Bunsen burners. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Next, he's gonna be writing. Oh, you know what? Before you know, it, he would be writing raw XD as well. Um. Um. Yes. Uh, and yes, he'd sawed off the uh, front of the shotgun as well. Oh, of course. Why did they do that? Um, I've seen that happen in like movies and stuff, and I've always never understood the logic. Um. Anyway, uh, I know we have American listeners, uh, shockingly. Because like, we slag them off enough, um, so I don't know why we do, but hello. Um, well, oh, they shorten the barrel. If you know. To, to affect the spread of the pellet shots that come out when you have the shotgun. Um, I thought it's because they made them look edgy when they were doing it. Uh, it's, well, if you, shot off the, if you shot off the barrel, you get less range. But it's, it's supposedly the shot. They, they sh um, cut off the barrel so that the spread of the pellet isn't. Um, as wide, it's more con well concise, I think, or the other way around. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and obviously, you lose velocity, and the bullets won't travel as further if you've chopped the barrel off. Mm. I'm saying, um, I'm saying, mm, like I understand, but it's guns, so I don't. I well, don't if you've got a shorter barrel, the bullets aren't going to travel as further. Yeah. When when you've cut it off, because obviously you know, if you take for example a sniper, a sniper bullets travels fucking yay far, because uh, it's got a fucking huge ass barrel. But if you obviously saw off the barrel, you get less range, so the bullets won't travel as far. So you're gonna have to keep. Uh, but it's a shotgun, so you're meant to be shooting at close range. You're not meant to be firing from mile people at miles away. But if you saw off the barrel, it's meant to. Concise the the spread of the pellets, I think. So, like when you shoot them, the pellets don't just go completely wide and miss the target. They're more concise. But when you're up close, if you've got more concise range of shot, you're gonna 100% more likely hit your target. Other than the pellets be spreading everywhere and missing, more or less, I think. Or it's the other way around. I'm not entirely sure. I'm no gun expert, but yes. So he carved it into the uh, side of the gun. So now we're going to talk about the actual shooting itself. So uh, Alexis, he left, uh, uh, well, the residence in hotel he was booked into on Monday, September 16th and arrived at the, uh, the Navy Yard in a rented Toyota Prius 
at around 7.53am using a valid pass to enter the yard. As shown on surveillance footage, he entered building 197 at 8.08am through the main entrance carrying a dissembled uh, shotgun, as I said his barrel and stock had been uh, shot off in a shoulder bag. He went to the fourth floor where he had conducted work during the prior week. There, he assembled the shotgun inside a bathroom and then emerged and crossed the hallway into the building's four west area, a cubicle near the atrium. He began shooting at 8.16am. Six people were hit, five of whom died. The sixth survived wounds to the head and hand. At 8.17am, the first 9-11 calls were made. Or 999 if you're in the UK or wherever you're from, what's local to. Um, by 8.20am, Alexis had shot and killed eight people on the fourth floor, and he made his way to the third floor, where he faithfully shot two more people within the next two minutes. He also fired at several people on at least five separate occasions, wounding one woman in the shoulder as she ran up a stairwell. A NAVC employee described encountering a gunman wearing all blue clothing in a third floor hallway and said that, quotation marks, he just turned and started firing. After firing several shots on the third floor, Alexis went to the first floor. In terms of the police response, officers began arriving at 8.23am from the DC Metropolitan Police Department and several other law enforcement agencies. There are many buildings on the base, however, uh, and officers were unable to discern building 197's location, so they asked bystanders where it was. Uh, They eventually found building 197 after moving towards the direction from which people were fleeing. So they actually couldn't determine whereabout he was in this naval base, and they had to ask bystanders, and they only found out really where it was when they saw the direction the people were fleeing from. Um, Because... I don't know how well. I wonder if Navy. I wonder how big it is. The yard. If can I? Can you look at our maps? Navy yard, massive, wasn't it? Yeah. So in terms of actually determining it, that's that's. Can you get it on? Um, how can I see it on Google Map? There's some image of the inside. That was a museum. Oh, I'm in the museum part. Oh, there's a woman on some barrel gun thing and she's waving at the... Yeah, Museum of the... Museum of the United States Navy. Damn, there's some badass stuff in here. Oh. (laughs) There's like a... There's like a... British flag... In the corner of the English... An off-centered English flag? I don't know what the hell that's about. There's like the English flag, but the line in the middle has been moved over slightly to the right and the British flag's in the top left corner. I did not know what that's about. It's a badass plane. Um, uh, what's this? Oh, so the museum looks pretty good. I, I definitely visit, but I don't know if you can actually see the actual... Um, no, I can't, no, yeah, I can't see the actual Navy Yard, I can get in the building, 
Wait, where's building... 197? I think... Um... Oh, I can't even find 197. Uh... Oh... Yeah, I'm actually struggling to find 197. Oh, here we go, building 197. So, it's off... It's off the side of a street. So the street I'm on now, ting, Tingy, Tingy Street. That's building 197. I'm looking at it right now. I can see why you could get a bit lost. I mean, to be fair, the US, all the roads are just square. And if the police are never really having to ever really go in the naval base, because it's the Navy and they would be in their own stuff. Um... Yeah, well, they couldn't determine Jesus. where it was. They had to uh, move towards the direction in which people were fleeing. Um, it was actually um, confusion regarding the shooting also taking place in a nearby building. Um, in reality, a wounded victim had been evacuated from building 197 and moved to an area near the second building for medical attention. The United States Capitol Police became embroiled in a controversy when the police union accused the NC of ordering its personnel to stand down and not respond to the shooting. While, I, I don't know why you'd, you'd order personnel to stand down and not respond to a shooting. I mean, it's a shooting for fuck's sake. Why would you not respond to that? Um, while on the... I don't know, they clearly enjoy... They clearly, no, no, they clearly like them over there. Like, clearly, don't they? Well, while on the first floor, the shooter moved around randomly before turning around and heading towards the front entrance. He shot and killed Richard Rigel, the security officer stationed there, and took his 9mm Beretta M9 pistol. Two police officers asked Rigel to remain at his post and try to stop the gunman if he attempted to leave the building. The shooter then fired a shotgun at a second security guard and a Navy military police officer at the first floor atrium, missing both. The security guard fired back and the shooter fled down a hallway, uh, with the shooter being Alexis. Uh, shortly afterwards, the sh uh, Alexis fired at two police officers and a Naval Criminal Investigative Service agent in the hallway before fleeing again. At 8.34am, the shooter went towards the west side of the building where he encountered two men standing at a corner of the building in an alleyway. He tried to fire at them with a shotgun, but realised that he was out of ammunition. He switched to the Beretta, the pistol, uh, killing one of the men, and the other man escaped without injury. Reports indicated that the victim in the alley was hit by a stray bullet. The shooter's use of the pistol in the alleyway led uh, police to initially believe there was a second gunman involved. So, because he went and used the pistol, they took him off the other person. The police uh, uh, somehow thought, well, there, he, there was a guy using a shotgun, there was a guy using a pistol, so there's two different people. Wait, so they didn't think that there's one, uh, one person could have different weapons? Yeah, I, I mean... That's silly that they're like, oh, they initially believe there's a second gunman because there was two different weapons used, but if you've known anything about shootings or other things, people can carry duffel bags with multiple weapons in them so that if one weapon's ammunition runs out, they have another weapon to use. Hmm. Um, but 
after killing his final victim, um, Alexis moved to a cubicle area where he discarded the shotgun. At the same time, a team of officers entered building 197, but they became confused after gunshots echoed through the atrium, leading them to believe that he was on an upper floor. They headed up to the second floor, while Alexis remained on the first floor. Uh, there, there's multiple floors in this, so I can feel like it, and especially from that CCTV footage I found of him going up. Uh, there's lots of, like, doors and stuff, so, like, I can, um, you know, like, understand why the police might find it hard to figure out where he really was in the building. Because even if I look at the building now... Um, it's got to be a big building. One, two, three, four, five. It's about five floors. Yeah. If you look at an image of this, it's about five floors. And it's all windowed. And from the CCTV footage, you know, I've been in a couple buildings beforehand where you're going up stairwells, down stairwells. There's multiple ways to get to one area. So That's people could be going here, there, and everywhere. That's like you ever been in a hospital? Basically that. Oh, yeah. Like Aberdeen Hospital. I've been in there. And I've, a couple times I've been in there and I've been like, uh, there's the generalized area I know, but there's certain areas where I'm always like, the fuck is in that room? What's in that? Or even like when the new academy got built up here, when we went in there for the first time, I was like, holy fuck, where's this? I was like, how the fuck? I was like, what the? And all this stuff and all this multiple areas and all this. Because, um, well, even then, in the old academy that I, uh, the academy I went to, um, we had massive flights of stairs, and you could go into one classroom, say, like, uh, you go up the flight of stairs, and say you're on the top floor, or whatever floor, you go into a history classroom, and there'd be a door that would lead into the other history classroom, hmm. or the other classroom connected to it, which if you went then out that classroom, and then went into another door, you could then go through into that classroom, and through that classroom's door to another classroom, you know, classrooms were connected, so I could run from one department through one door and get all the way to like a practically another apartment another like floor and then travel you could get you could get lost so i can understand in a building like this where when you're here especially because it's echoey and you're hearing gunshots especially if stuff like shotguns and shit they're quite loud so yeah, you can't determine where about someone is if it's <laughs> plus people are screaming well yeah it's also that uh, when 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 shootings and stuff are happening, many folk are just like screaming and panicking, and um, you know it's all just uh, I have you know just determination of trying to find the shooter uh, as soon as possible because you could uh, I imagine in many shootings people uh, police officers are running around and they find dead bodies and like crap you know we need to find out where this guy is and just following trails of dead bodies to try and determine where the person is and their whereabouts. Um, um, yeah, so at approximately 8.55am, he went to the third floor and concealed himself inside a bank of cubicles. At 9.12am, two officers and two NCIS agents, Brian Kelly and Ed Martin, dragged Williams out of the area and alerted other officers to the shooter's presence. Williams was later taken to the first floor for medical attention, recovering from his wounds. Uh, at 9.15 a.m., D.C. Police Emergency Response Team Officer Dorian DeSantis and U.S. Park Police Officer Andrew Wong and Carl 
Hyatt, enter the cubicle area and search the individual banks. Eventually, Alexis jumped out from one of the desks and fired at DeSantis from approximately 5 feet or 1.5 meters away, hitting him twice in his tactical vest and three officers returned fire. DeSantis was uninjured by the gunshot. At 9.25am, DeSantis shot Alexis in the head and his death was confirmed at 11.50am. So he died in a shootout. He was hiding behind one of the desks. And luckily, uh, uh, the tactical vest that DeSantis had on saved him. And then DeSantis returned the fire and shot Alexis in the head. Um, I don't know if the police planned on actually not having him die. I actually wanted him to get captured, but it was just a shootout, and he uh, uh, died from that shot in the head. I think that's the first one that we've covered where they di- they, were, they died based on a shootout, because normally they just kill themselves, don't they? Yes. Um, but I, I, it's hard to tell how this sort of stuff happens, because... When police are doing shootouts, it's spur of the moment. So if they if the person's shooting at them, the police fire back, and then he died at 11, It was confirmed his death was eleven fifty a.m. But he probably he probably just died on the spot because it was a shot to the head, more than likely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were more than likely wanting to him for to surrender so they could tie up, cuff him and take him back and get him charged for his actions. But he died in a shootout. Um. As for the victims, there was 13 fatalities, that's including Alexis himself. He and 11 of the victims were killed at the scene, while Vishnu Pandit, a program manager in the US Navy, later died at George Washington University Hospital. All the victims were civilian employees or contractors, none of them in the military. And you can see photos of some of the victims. Um... You know, Frank uh, Vishnu, Richard Rigel. Um, it's quite sad, just looking at all the photos. Uh, like with anything, they're just innocent people. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, yeah, eight others were injured, three of them from gunfire. Police officer Scott Williams and two female civilians were wounded by gunfire and were in critical condition at the Washington Hospital Center. All the victims uh, were... This is the list of them. It was Michael Arnold, who was 59, Martin Bodrog, 54, Arthur Daniels, 51, Sylvia Fraser, 53, Kathleen Gardy, 62, John Roger Johnson, 73, Mary Frances Knight, 51, Frank Kohler, 50, Vishnu Pandit, 61, Kenneth Bernard Proctor, 64, Gerald Reed, 58, and Richard Michael Rigel, 52. So all the victims were over the age of 50. Jesus. All of them over the age of 50, and um, which is a shame. Yeah, because 50 still like, um, fairly young in my head. Like, my parents are 50. Like, that's still in my head fairly young, in a way. Well, too young to die, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's surprising that they were all el- elderly I people. Say, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say elderly for 50. Well, yeah, but, like, in terms of, like... 
other cases that we've covered for shootings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Victim-wise, they've been on the older end, but 50 is still quite young. Yeah. Um, and he, um, from what my research said, there was no, like, he wasn't going out for anyone. He just was shooting really anyone. No real, like, I was trying to seek revenge on someone in particular or whatnot, because it was just shooting random innocent people. Yeah, he wasn't going for any specific group. Yeah, it was just Point guns blazing. Yeah. So, um, as for the aftermath, uh, there was reports of other shooters. So, on the day of the shooting, Washington Chief of Police Kathy L. Lanier initially said that the police were searching for a white male wearing khaki military fatigues and a beret who had allegedly been seen with a handgun, and a black male wearing olive military fatigues carrying a long gun. The white male was later identified and deemed not to be a suspect. The black male was not identified. At 7pm, officials ruled out the possibility of other shooters, but were still seeking one other person for possible involvement. Um... Security precautions, because the guy got into the naval base, and yeah, you thought it'd be very quite strict, yeah. but he attained that, he obtained that pass. Um, Wait, how the hell is he getting to a navy base, a naval base? Uh, well, that's what I was talking about. But there's other security precautions made with other things other than just um getting the base like locked down or whatnot, because basically. On September 16th, many roadways and bridges were temporarily closed and flights out of Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport were temporarily suspended. Because it's the capital, it's the capital of the US, and there's shooting going on in the capital, you, you, you suspect them to be worried and, and take caution for other things. So roadways and bridges were closed, an airport was temporarily suspended, eight schools were locked down, with the closest Brent Elementary School being locked down until 1pm. Shortly after 3 p.m., United States Senate buildings went on lockdown for about an hour out of an abundance of caution, according to the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. The Washington Nationals baseball team postponed their scheduled evening game owing to the proximity of the National Park to the Navy Yard area. The facilities are close enough to share like a metro station. The Navy Yard reopened and resumed usual operations on September 19, 2013. Building 197 reopened on February 2nd, 2015. In, the, uh, in October 2013, the Navy announced a repair and restoration contract for the building. The contract indicated that, in quotation marks, the repairs shall be done in a manner that changes the feel, finish, appearance, and layout of the space, creating a different sense of place and mitigating the psychological and emotional impact the facility itself could have on returning occupants. The building, renamed after Joshua Humphreys, reopened in 2015. The renovations, costing approximately $44 million, included a reflection area and a new visitor entrance, um, new flooring, furnishing, and an updated cafeteria. Now, I don't know what that's like to uh, for like a whole airport to kind of be, uh, well, flights, I should say, out of Ronald Reagan National Airport, temporarily suspended. Because I know we we had that over here when the volcano in Iceland. Yeah. 
Which is why that infamous um, meme, which I, I called myself, I tried to call myself that on um, Roblox or Club Penguin as well, because there's, uh, there's an interview Sky News is doing on the telly and they're interviewing inside an airport and out of nowhere some guy just comes up behind the reporter and goes, Ah, hey, Iceland! And then just, like, walks away. And I try to call myself that on, like, Roblox. But it wouldn't allow me because it was, like, hate speech. But yeah, I, I've just known our airports or flights to be um, stopped because um, of, like, natural stuff. Yeah. But, you know, imagine being in the capitals, like, you can't fly out here because, for one, if there's a shooting going on, the shooter could flee. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then schools as well. Um, because you know what shootings are like in the US. A lot of them happen in schools. Yep. And they have to close roads and bridges. Scary, scary. Because obviously, you're, it's, it's a massive, massive place, Washington, D.C. Hustle, bustle, everything going on for them to, you know, you'd be just driving down the road and say, why is the road closed? Oh, like over here, so why is the road closed? Oh, well, um, road's closed because someone's in a traffic accident or because we're working on the road. But imagine that like, your driver's like, why is the road closed? Well, there's a shooting that was happening, so we're going to have to spend the roads uh, and you can't get down here. That, to me, that'd be like, a, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that'd be freaky. <laughs> Very freaky. Um, and of all places of it to be happening, uh, um, the naval base, and it to be the deadliest shooting in the capital. I bet you yeah, um, there was still someone at the airport saying how it was an inconvenience to them. That's such, you know like, there, not a surprise. You know there would be. You know there definitely was. I've seen videos of people in the US complaining about stuff. And I've, it's like... I've seen it. Well, we had that show, didn't we? airline that was just all about that shit show airline there was literally a show in the uk which show it's kind it's like come fly with me but not fake where actually, airline 1999 documentary i've not seen this what's this yeah they show like the life inside the airport kind of thing and you get the you get some people complaining about the most bizarre shit and it's like some of them will just be like late for the flights and they'll be kicking off and saying that it's EasyJet's fault and they're like, no, you were late. <laughs> like one woman got told to go to departures, so she went oh. So she went in Costa. And I'm the like, first series was filmed in Manchester Airport. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they're doing a few different airports across the UK, but yeah, this one woman was told to go to departures and she got told, so she went to Costa instead and sat in there. And then kicked off because she missed a flight because she was sat having a coffee when she got told to go straight to departures. I don't... I don't remember this. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Like, there's like one lady on it in Luton Airport, I'm pretty sure, um, who works for EasyJet. She's gotten like really popular on TikTok now. Her name's Jane Bolton because she's just so ruthless. Like, she was one of the people who worked for the airline, so she dealt with all the dickheads. And she was did not take anyone's shit, and it was great. <laughs> but there was people, whenever there, if there was like a natural disaster, or whatever, which caused a lot of the flights to be cancelled or severely delayed, 
the amount of people on that show that would kick off and that's like it's an inconvenience was ridiculous it's <coughs> like like people just people are just cunts like oh what was it i do you remember years ago not yeah a few years ago on youtube where that like some guy tried to kill himself so trains got delayed and someone made a video saying how he's an inconvenience to her because she got home a few hours late I was like, you're a I do not remember that. I was like, you are a fucking cunt, mate. <laughs> I mean, British people complain, and I've seen some stupid people complain on the stupidest of things, but sometimes you have to say, like, is this really a problem? Like, I've seen people, you know, like how the horrendous shit has happened in Hawaii lately? Yes, the, um... The fires. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, flights aren't going to Hawaii. I mean, people who live on a from Hawaii have been saying for years, stop coming here. You ruin. You have been ruining the island. Stop fucking coming here. Like, we don't want you to come here for your holidays. Stop it. No one fucking listens. People keep going. They do thrive off tourism, though. Yeah, but they kind of don't want to. That's the thing. And, um... Basically, obviously with those fires happening, there were so many videos I saw from like influencers and shit saying how it's ruined ruined their holiday, that they can't go to Hawaii because of the fires. I'm like, these people have lost their homes, you fucking cunt. Yeah, that's bad. Like, come on now, you couldn't get a holiday to Hawaii, but... I mean, if your house was engulfed in flames and all your possessions were burned to a crisp and someone said, oh no, we couldn't get to your area, bruh, I'm ruined. Well, bruh, bruh. Makes me wonder like, what someone's whole entire life has just been destroyed and you're complaining because you didn't get on your jet set away holiday. Bro, think about priorities here and where you have what you have in your life and how lucky you are. It makes me question what the complaints must have been like that day. Like, I mean, I've never seen that show Airline, but probably there was people complaining that they couldn't get on the street or whatnot. But, you know, and the fact of, like, it's a shooting that's going on in the naval base, they need to be careful about where people are going because the perpetrator, although he's concealed in this building, you know, no, which I'm looking happen. at now... Anything could happen. Like, anything could happen. You need to be taking precautions. It's a massive building, so the police could be searching for him in there, and he could have left. Well, yeah, exactly, and this is the thing, like, you know there was definitely someone in that airport that when they announced this, like, there is a shooting nearby that's happening right now, we need to shut down the flights because we can't risk him escaping, and with someone shooting bullets left, right, and center, it's just not ideal or safe to be flying planes right now. You know for a fact someone definitely turned around and went, alright, but how does that involve me? Let me go to my place. I mean, luckily, he died in a shootout. Yeah, but you know someone definitely kicked off. I mean, no justice was served. No. Because he's, he's killed himself, but you can... No, he's not killed himself. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, um... It, you should, because obviously we've, we've seen, I mean, we've seen cases where, like, justice is not served because they've killed, the, the person's killed himself, but he died in a shootout, which is another way of justice not being served. Yeah, really true. 
me, yep. I don't... Yeah, so... That case is interesting because clearly the voices had a very massive involvement in his mental state for this to happen. Well, I'm looking at the footage now. He just... He he, he drives in in his rented Prius, like I said, and he just walks in the front door. I think that one thing that's... Yeah, the safety measures are just not there at all, especially for a naval base, which is technically like almost like a military base. It's not secure in the fucking slightest. Also, one thing that I've seen in our country, in America, in multiple other countries with their military, no matter what form of the military they're in, when they get discharged from the military, they are not taken care of at all. They've got some severe mental health issues after that shit. And they just go, right, see ya, bye. No post-care at all. Which is horrific. And I feel like, because this has happened multiple times as well, one thing that tends to be a key thing in a lot of our cases that we cover, there's, it tends to be a bit of a thing that with horrific cases like this, a military background tends to be involved in some way or another. And it's always the same running thing. They're discharged for something, but they're not looked at mentally afterwards. They're not, oh! They're never looked at mentally afterwards, like, at all. That's what the ELF means. I'm just watching it now. So, he electromagnetic low frequencies. That's why he side, put that on the side of the weapon, my ELF weapon. So, yes, apparently, as, as this uh, CNN report said, and that woman... Um, who was reporting, the police reporter, or whoever was reporting on it, basically delusional is what they were saying, or he himself said that he was, the, like when he said that he was being controlled by electro electromagnetic low frequencies, he himself was basically saying he was delusional, and he was more or less prepared to die. He was... So yeah, him. He he. There's no motive, but he's as he, as we just explained, or as the telly was saying as well. Basically, he himself said he was a bit delusional, and the ELF low frequencies were basically telling him to do it. I do feel like partially that if there was proper mental health care for those people who were in the military. And they are actually looked after, like not like like they are actually observed a bit more. There's someone checking on the mental state because it can take a year or or two for PTSD or any other form of mental health issues to actually properly kick in. But if the if they had actual proper post after care after all this shit, there could be it won't stop everything, but it could do a lot more bad. But it could do a lot more good than bad, especially because at least then. Because at least then, okay, like, they can see that you might have this issue, but they can also medicate you and get you the help that you need. If that yeah. is the case. Whereas a lot of the time they are thrown out of the military on their own, no, di no, no, no mental health care, nothing at all, no therapy, no psych, nothing at all, and then they're not diagnosed and then because they're not being diagnosed they're not being looked at they're not being medicated which can spiral if it's not treated and looked after and i feel well, like this just adds fuel to the fire 
Well, apparently there is more graphic surveillance footage, but the court didn't release that. Obviously. But yeah, um, so yeah, the report's basically saying the thing that I'd written down. So he believes that his the, the low frequencies what drove him to do this on the sixty-minute um, shooting. But um, in terms of reaction to this, uh, shortly after news of the shooting broke. Um, Oh, yeah, for anyone who's wondering, cause uh, this, this, is a huge, this is a huge shooting that happened. Well, United States President Barack Obama pledged to ensure the perpetrators would be held responsible. Obama ordered flags to the White House, all public buildings, and all military and naval posts, stations, and vessels to be flown at half-staff until sunset on September 20th. On September 17th, Department of Defense officials laid a wreath at the Navy Memorial Plaza in honor of the victims. In the wake of the shooting, President Obama called on Congress to revisit gun control legislation. On September 22nd, he attended a memorial service for the victims. The shooting sparked a discussion of adequacy of security at U.S. military facilities. On September 18th, Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel ordered a review of security procedures at military facilities around the world. Like, I don't know about you, but I could not name a single British military base. Or where they are, I couldn't. Um, like on the top of my head, I can not think of. I can't tell you where they are. I'm fucking. Or na- naval bases. Well, any just any military base in the UK, I can't. I could not fucking tell you where. Uh, I mean, I, I know. I know security is high on them. Uh, I know well, there's an Air Force base up near me. RAF Lossy Mouth. He's one of the largest and busiest fast jet stations. Um, flight training areas in Scotland. RAF base Lossy Mouth. Mm. Up near. Uh, in the Moray area. But in terms of naval, what's it, Navy bases, UK? List of Royal Navy shore establishments. I don't know. Oh, well, there's probably one in the Clyde. There'll be a base, Navy base in Glasgow, right? Most likely. Navy bases in Scotland. The Hazelwood Navy base Clyde. Because of the Clyde in um, Glasgow. But they're not as, like, readily known. Unless you live near them. Like. HMS. H. Oh, sorry. HMNB Clyde, HMS Neptune, in the HM Naval Base Clyde off centre, which is near. Well, the Clyde goes through Glasgow, but uh, the river it's where the River Clyde kind of comes out. Mm. Um, then we've got HMS Dalredia Dahl, Royal um, Reserves, which is is in the middle of Glasgow. Have I been near that? No, because that's not near the hydro, is it? But yeah, like any, it's. Oh, that's near Ibrox, actually. Yes, I've passed that. But the security I... on them's normally fucking huge. Like the regulations to actually get in there. Well, naval reserve. You can't, you can't, so I have passed that. You can't just waltz in. No. That's the Where's thing. the other one then? It's so 
Security protected. HMS Navy Reserves, HMS, Royal Navy Reserves is Caledonia. Is this an actual proper base? That's a bed and breakfast. That's a naval base. That's like an actual naval base. HMS Caledonia. The other one I passed near Ibrox was like a naval thing. So the other one, that's the closest ones to me. Oh, wait, actually. Oh, there's one in our broth, but that's not really a naval base. That's Army Reserve Center. Yeah. I thought, well, there's not going to be one near you. Well, you, you, you live in Manchester. Wait, 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 where is the sea? There could be one. If, no, there's not any one in Manchester, is there? Let's see, is there? No, there's not. Oh, no, you've got the Royal Marines Reserve, Manchester. Army Reserve Centre, Army Reserve Centre. So you've only got the Royal Marines Reserve. Yeah, boy. That's, yeah, that's kind of it, but... That's in Sal Salford. Salford? Salford. Yeah, but... Um, but, yeah, um... Um... It, it, the shooting did spark a discussion of the adequacy of security at U.S. military facilities on September, uh, September, oh, sorry, September 18th. Um, as I said, Defense Security Chuck Hagel ordered review of security procedures at military facilities around the world, because I'm assuming in other places, security's maybe not as good. It's probably better in other countries, but uh, oh, maybe a review of all... Yeah, there's definitely better security measures on military bases in other countries. I cannot imagine getting into the one in Russia is fucking easy. Mm, no. Like, on the top of my head, you can... No, North Korea is oh, one of the places where you never... That's fucking sick. You can easily name a bunch of countries where you go, yeah, you've got no chance of just swanning on in there. North yeah, they don't, they don't fuck around. North Korea, there's, there's no... One. Yeah, fucking Russia, you got no chance. Foreign Policy Magazine reported that virtually anyone with a common access card, CAC, provided to government contractors, civilian defense department employees, and soldiers can enter many military facilities, in quotation marks, without being patted down or made to go through a metal detector. That's which is why you got in pretty easily. Anyone with a common access card provided to government contractors, civilian de uh, defense department employees, and soldiers so you can, can enter many facility services. So you can flash this. Facilities. So you can flash this fucking card, and they just go, "Yes, yeah, Sam, go in." Oh, do you need to pat yeah, me down? He do wasn't. Do no. To, do you need to pat me down because, like, I know that I'm clearly trusted because I've got, I've got, me, I've got my little, um, I've got my little shiny card here that says, "Yes, you can go in." I am not a. I'm not going to kill anyone. Yes, that it says it right there. Um. So you trust me 100%. You've never seen me once in your life. Okay, awesome. So I can just go right in. Okay, bye-bye. I'll see you later. Have a nice day. Not well, yeah, in the, in the footage, he, just, he went through that door. Okay, no one said no one said to him. A little flashy card means that you don't get patted down or security checked. But, oh, my God, dare you go into a gig without getting patted down. <laughs> uh, um, well, Alexis had a uh, security... You probably get patted down more when you're going into when you go into a when you go into a gig. You probably definitely get patted down way more. You, you know what? People, all people got patted down more going into Download Festival, and believe me, it was rare if they patted you down. And if and some of them did a bit too much patting, I'm not gonna lie. 
But you'd probably get piped down more to go into download festival than you would to get onto a military base in America, which is weird to say. Well, Alexis had a secret level security clearance and a CAC allowing him to enter the Navy Yard. Conservative commentators including Alex Jones, Ted Nugent, of course. Oh, Cat Scratch Fever, do do do. Anything that comes out of Ted, Ted Nugent's mouth is an utter load of shite. Like, I like some of his songs, don't get me wrong, he's a pile of fucking garbage. Um, well, but him and Alex Jones. Yeah, him and Alex Jones. Anything that comes out of their mouth that's to do with it. If anything's coming out of Ted Nugent's mouth that's not a song, <laughs> that's not a song that he wrote in the 70s, no one should be fucking listening to it. Well, uh, conservative commentators, including Alex Jones, Ted Nugent, and others, suggested that quotation marks gun-free zones on military bases were to blame for the massacre. Um, oh, on NBC's sure. Meet the Press, National Rifle Association. Oh, sorry. I'm pretty sure guns were the main issue with this shit. Uh, they suggested that gun-free zones on military bases were to blame for the massacre. Or how about you pat a guy down before you let him in? I feel like that's partly to blame for the massacre. I'm just... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think gun-free zones on a base is the problem here. I'm pretty sure the problem here is the fucking tool bag that, that just flashes a little Pokemon card to get himself into a fucking military base with no pat-downs. Well, on NBC's Meet the Press, National Rifle Association of America leader Wayne Lapierre said, quotation marks, when the good guys with guns got there, it stopped. In the Libertarian Reason magazine, J.D. Tussil said that on domestic U.S. military bases, most soldiers are prohibited from carrying guns and that this made the base more vulnerable to an attack. On September 17th, gun control activists and relatives of victims of shootings that occurred at Sandy Hook Elementary School, Aurora, Colorado, and the Oak Creole, Wisconsin Sikh Temple came to Washington to protest for stricter gun control. The activists said they hoped the Navy Yard attacks proximity to Capitol Hill would motivate lawmakers, uh, lawmakers to act to impose stricter background checks and close the gun show loophole. On September 25th, 2013, Hewlett-Packard, HP, fired the company, uh, the computer firm, the experts, which employed the shooter over, quotation marks, its failure to respond appropriately to the Washington Navy Yard shooter's mental health issues. On October 31st and December 17th, 2013, the Senate's Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs uh, hearing, examining government clearances, background checks, and physical security for federal facilities in the wake of the shooting. Um, uh, on February 20th, uh, 2014, a ceremony was held to honour the over 170 law enforcement officers, including 57 DC Metropolitan Police officers, who responded and entered the building to search for the shooter. Specifically, MPD officers Scott Williams and Dorian DeSantis were given the Medal of Valor, U.S. Park Police Medal of Honor, and the Blue Badge Medal for their roles during the gun battle. On December 19, 2014, President Obama signed a bill authorizing the establishment of a memorial to the shooting. A remembrance wall was dedicated the following February. So yes... That is the case of the uh, deadly shooting that's happened in 
the capital of the US, the Washington Navy Yard shooting done by Aaron Alexis. Now, either you believe that uh, he, the, the mental issues he said that he had was his reasoning, and you believe him in him saying that, but this is a case of just showing that even in some place where you think high security and a shooting wouldn't happen, happened. I mean, Even yeah. the most secure places, you think, well, nah, surely crime can't happen in there. It does. And in this case, sadly, it did. Of all places, the Navy Yard in the capital of the US had a shooting. Yeah, and I can tell you now, it was definitely not the gun-free zones that caused it. I will 100% say the lack of pat-downs and going for a metal detector, no matter who the fuck you are. Yeah, because he, he carried in the disassembled, disassembled gun in a bag. Like, if that would have gone... Like, all, if it would have just gone, can you just go through this metal detector, please? It's like a backpack bag. If you look at the... If you look at the... the um That review on the telly when they were reporting about it, his bag's like a backpack school bag, almost. Yeah, you could just, like, just like, okay, I so see you've got your special card to let you in, um, so we're just going to let you go through this metal detector, we just need to have a look through your bag before, we, before you go in. It's like, alright, it is a military base, so I hope you understand. And it could have all been fucking stopped! Prevented! Done! It's done! Right there! Just metal detector, waltz on free, beep, 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 ah, shite. We've covered many cases where slight things just didn't happen, and if they did, then it, stuff would have been prevented, but... I still find it fucking stupid that a military base does not do pat downs if you got a flashy card. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Like, I don't fucking well, care. You know, this is just another case where, like, in the end, uh, as, as, as the reaction said, that Obama and other people wanted stricter gun mm. uh, laws and stuff. And you hear that every time after a shooting happens, we need stricter gun laws. And it's like, why does it take more shootings for people to be talking about this? Oh, and then say, nothing happens. Yeah, they're about to say, they say it every time. We need tighter gun laws. Do it then, you stupid fucks. Stop waiting. Saying it does nothing. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, you need to take action. And also, for anyone who's wondering why I did not know about this case, how if anyone does the whole, like, how did you not know about this case? It was huge, because obviously, as we've established, this was a huge fucking shooting that happened. We, outside of America, we need to point out, we don't get told about every shooting that happens. It We get... It's... We just don't. We get the odd few, I'm pretty sure, but they're not covered massively. They might be covered, like, for a day on the news, but that's kind of it. We don't really... On our news in the UK, we don't really get told about every single one. We get told about the odd few, but that's kind of it, really. We don't really hear about them all, because, unfortunately, to say, there is that many that happen. Our media can't cover every single one that happens there's they've got other stuff to cover they don't have the time to do that many so we don't hear about all of them and i did not hear about this one no even if neither did i even if it was the capital and i don't even know if it would have been broadcast over here i don't think it but, was i can't remember anything about it to be honest no um usually you do hear from time to time about shootings but uh it's such a daily occurrence in the U.S., sadly. Mm. Um, we, just don't really, uh, we just don't really hear about 
we 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 have our own problems over here yeah. but like a couple times um you know when I, I see about it in the news like or if i'm on my phone shooting happens in the u.s i'm like oh god my mind kind of almost like f we don't tend to think about shootings no at all really when we're thinking about the news in america a lot of people probably think about that on a daily basis no, so when we're... i see stuff we're more stabby. Yeah. So when I see things about shootings, my mind's like, oh shit, yeah, America are fucking having shootings happen all the time. And even when you see news about one, you know that there's multiple. And that's just one big, uh, that's one story and a big shooting out of the many that are probably happening. Yeah, like it's 2023 and if a shooting or any t type of gun violence happens in the UK and it's on the news that's happened in this country, I immediately go, how the fuck did they get hold of that thing? Like, that's the first thing that comes into my brain, because I still don't fucking know how the fuck you get hold of a gun in the UK. There's, there's definitely ways of doing it, but I'm just like, my brain just goes, how the fuck did you do that? Like... Yeah, like, I, 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 that's, what, that's what I caught my eye on this one, was a, a naval yard shooting, and how he got in with ease. I was like, nah, and the deadliest shooting... Sadly, I want to say so far in the U.S. capital because knowing the U.S. It's kind of like what we said. I've said we said on the last time we covered a school shooting. How I know you said your school is different, but for a lot of the schools, especially in my area or most of the schools I've seen, the security in a lot of schools is quite high. Like, even at my primary school, it was the same thing. Actually, in a lot of primary schools that I've noticed, um, at high schools in general, colleges are a bit more free open. You can come and go whenever you please. But in a lot of schools, especially in my area, probably, I think it's the same in most of the UK, there's always a fencing around the entire uh, property around the yards, the gates are locked after a certain time, they're reopened at the end of the day, um, you have to go for reception to leave and to go in, um, there's a register taken in the morning and in the afternoon, like everything is precautioned and you have to go past someone who's at a desk um, and often behind a window to get access into the school and even then they have to give you like, a passcode to, like, to open a door like that's how it is for a lot of schools that I know about in, in my area like there's very high security to get in and out so like so when it baffles me at times because I knew when we were in school I knew we were safe in the building like, I had no worries about anyone getting in that shouldn't be in. There was never a worry about that when I was growing up. See, this is a case that makes you think and wonder that in a place where you'd think it would be very hard to get into, that you could potentially get in quite easily if you uh, think about it or the right person who had access could do something like this, if that makes sense, on the fact is that this person had a pass, and it's scary to think that what happened was he had a pass, and he's like, well, I know I can get into this military base. Yeah. 
uh, sorry, this navy base, well, yeah, and then cause if, cause if he, bring in a gun. He clearly knew that even he could walk up with the bag and he wasn't going to get searched. Because why would you take that risk? You wouldn't. That's scary. How when people know they have access to a certain area and then think, well, I can commit a fucked up crime because I can get into here. Well, yeah, because he clearly <laughs> knew because he wouldn't. You wouldn't take the risk of just turning up with the guns right, and getting it searched. He in a place in a, of I. Well, yeah, like how me and you immediately went to the right, we immediately went to how the fuck did you get in there? How the hell did you get the guns in? Did they not do a security check, like a pat down, a bag search to get into a military base? Like that's what we went to straight away. So, but he clearly knew they weren't going to do that, so he didn't have to risk any of it. He knew he wasn't a risk getting everything in because he knew he could do it, which is a very weird and crazy feeling. Yeah, the NAV Naval Sea Systems Command NAVC is the largest of the United States five systems commands of material. Um, NAVC headquarters located at the Washington Navy Yard. Yeah, yeah, this was an interesting case. Very interesting. Very. Oh, like it's not necessarily it's different. Yes, because it's a, not a school shooting. It's it's a shooting, and it's. The fact that it was done where it was done makes it very different. And yeah, these victims are very much older. Like when you have a school shooting, often the case is often that the person who's committing the shooting is their intention is to kill kids. That is what they want to do. Whereas this guy was just going, I don't care how old you are. Colour colour your skin, how high up in the in the business you are. I don't fucking care. I'm just gonna shoot left, right, and center. Like it's different. This this case was different. Better well done on your part. Yeah, and I don't know if if what we are uh, saying is true. Uh, maybe the security isn't as high as we think it is in the Navy Yard of places, but I, I would have thought the security would have been pretty hard. But hey, it's an interesting one. You can say, well, there was a Naval Yard and a shooting happened in there. Hopefully never again in any Navy Yards. I think, as me and Lawrence say multiple times, that gun laws definitely need to be changed in America. But will they change in our lifetime? Who knows? Well, I'm not counting on it. Uh, maybe when the but yes. maybe, maybe when the boomers fuck off. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I've, I, 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 these school shootings are I, quite tough. I have hope in Gen Z. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, as yeah. I said, the school sh- the school shootings are tough enough to cover, but when shootings are happening in all sorts of other places, it's just as tough. Because bear in mind, to- you got this generation of kids like Gen Z and Gen X, millennials. A lot of the really horrific shootings, especially in schools, a lot of them have been survivors of. That's one thing we need to probably think about, is that maybe in our lifetime things could change. Because eventually, we're going to get to that point fairly soon, actually already, where millennials are old enough to get in further into politics uh we're gonna have it in the future where boomers will be gone and gen z and millennials be the ones that 
are doing most of this shit. And hopefully this causes a lot of change because we're not having these... We're having a lot of people who have a lot of trauma and a lot of experiences in horrific ways such a young in it, such a young age who can hopefully change change some shit but we'll have to see but hopefully that happens in our lifetime i have hope for the gen z i do too yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode it was very interesting I liked it a lot. It was really good. Hope you guys shared our confusion and frustration with this episode as well. Yeah. Um, as for what you're doing next, I don't know. Um, I've got one lined up. I've got one ready. Um, I think I have others lined up. See, see cases like this one where it kind of says or refers to other cases then gives me other ones to kind of, oh, I could talk about that one another time, which I might do. It was the same with the couple other ones I've done in the past, where yeah, I've always I've always got in my mind like, oh, I did that case, and there's ones or people in a similar vein or something that relate to that where I could just come back to that. So um, I know I referenced some cases in this one, which I might then do. But yeah, next week's my week. I've got one ready. Uh, it'll be an interesting one, indeed. Uh, that pretty much. Um, I don't think there's gonna be one person. No, there'll be a few people from different countries that won't really know about this case, but there'll be quite a lot of people that will. Uh, and that's all I'm saying on it. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It wasn't as long as last week's, obviously. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and don't go into military bases with guns. Don't think I have to tell you that, but don't. Nope, don't go into navy yards or anywhere that requires a pass of some sort. Yeah, fuck that shit. But yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Hope you enjoy whatever you're doing and bye-bye. Say, say bye, Matt. Bye.